Hey, shalom, 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 family. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, good day. Greetings to you guys, and uh, welcome back from uh, wherever you guys are listening in from around the world. Welcome back to another episode of the Daily Bread Podcast, where we read the word of Yahuwah daily. The Daily Bread Podcast is presented to you guys by Living for Yahuwah Ministries, and I am your host, and your reader, your brother, Daliyahu Yashara. And we are gathered here today, family, to read another chapter. Uh, today we continue in our reading in the book of Numbers, chapter 17. So, we're looking forward to it. You know it's going to be something we can learn, and it's going to be uh, a good chapter. So, let's get started. So, before we get right into the chapter... We're going to open up with a few uh, housekeeping measures, right? We're going to pray first. And before we pray, we will go over how we got here. For those who may be listening for the first time, I don't want to just jump into the chapter without any context. Um, So, I'm going to give you guys a short review first. So, what you need to know is, we're reading the scriptures from the beginning. Right now, we are in the fourth book, commonly called the book of Numbers. So that means we read Genesis already. Again, the, the beginning and creation accounts that are listed in the Bible. Um, everything from the story of Adam and Eve to the emergence of Abraham is covered in the book of Genesis. And that's, the again, the foundation of the faith, why it's called Genesis. After Genesis, we read Exodus. Uh, which is uh, maybe, uh, very possibly, arguably, one of the most popular books in scriptures and one of the most important. And it just walks out uh, how we got into captivity, um, which is very interesting, right? Because we walked into captivity. We didn't, we weren't taken into captivity this initial time in Egypt. So the book of Exodus covers this journey into captivity, uh, the punishment that we endured, but also, most importantly, it details the triumphant release, right, and um, just victorious escape of the children of Yashra by Yahuwah, and it's something he don't want us to ever forget, so Exodus is pretty important, again, the famous phrases, let my people go, um, us receiving the Ten Commandments in the wilderness, etc., etc. The really the beginning of the covenant and um, the beginning of us um, having information about the temple and starting to develop the temple and literally um, build a community where Elohim is dwelling with us. So all of that is in Exodus. After Exodus, we read Leviticus, also known as Uyakra which is the priest book and um, very good to read that book because that is where most of the contents of the law is found um, every circumstance and um, different scenario that the priest could face uh, from making different type of offerings and sacrifices to declaring people clean and unclean to the dietary laws to blessings and curses everything the nuances of the covenant the instructions and how we were to administer the instructions are found 
in Leviticus. That's what we call it, the priest book. It's the books that the priests use to actually uh, just like a reference guide and literally to administer the law. It, it explains most of everything in great detail. After the book of Numbers, we are, after the book of Leviticus, we are where we are now, the fourth book, the book of Numbers, which in the Hebrew is called Bamadabar, which means in the wilderness. So literally, that's the best way to understand this book is just understanding um, during that whole time we were in the wilderness, not coming out of captivity, not going into the promised land like in Deuteronomy, not coming out of captivity like in Exodus. But this one just in the wilderness and this one really encapsulates the whole 40 years and the things that happened during those 40 years. Again, why we even spent 40 years in the wilderness and um, what was your plan and purpose? And so it's, it's literally the chronicles of the nations, the things that were happening during this, um, this time period in the wilderness. So we're going to continue reading in the book of Bamadabar, commonly called Numbers. And uh, see what lessons we can glean from today, what we can learn, etc., etc. So I hope that made sense for everybody. So now that we finished the recap, let's transition to prayer. Again, prayer is very important because that is our most uh, effective uh, spiritual tool and uh, one of the best communication tools ever to the original communication too, right? To we use to communicate with Elohim, with the Most High, with Yahuwah, Yahusha, right? Malachim, whatever it may be, the heavenly bodies. We communicate and make petition through prayer. And it's very important, family. And uh, always after giving the recap, it's a perfect timing for prayer because we just talked about all the great things Yahuwah has done and it's a perfect opportunity to make prayer to him before we start reading his word so i love it so if you can let us pray let's stand up raise our hands open our palms face the direction of jerusalem and make prayer okay so let's go family our father who is in the heavens Permit your name to be set apart. Permit your reign to come or your kingdom to come. Permit or allow your desire to be done on earth as it is in heaven. Come before you this day asking and praying. Asking you to give us our daily bread. Asking that you sustain us like only you can, you will. We also ask that you forgive us for our sins and our trespasses against your Torah. In your commandments as we forgive our dead oars. Allow us not to be led into trial, but save us and deliver us from the wicked one. For yours is the reign, the power, and the esteem now and forever. Mm, yeah, you will we come before you today, um, not forgetting to assemble ourselves before you, give you praise, honor, and esteem. We want to thank you for waking us up for giving us the breath of life in our bodies, for giving us another day, another chance to get our minds and our lives right with you, another chance to do your will, your desire, to another chance to be your humble servants, to, to walk the path that we are called to walk. And um, 
it's another day that we can uh, share your word and your deeds with others. So, just want to give you praise and esteem before we do anything. Ask that you continue to lead us, guide us, strengthen us, protect us. Um, give us the strength to do what it is we need to do to provide for our families. We pray for our families, those far and those near, uh, those who thinking upon your name, your words, your actions, your commandments. Ask that you continue to call them, bless them, reveal yourself to them, uh, strengthen them. Uh, and we just want to pray for, again, our communities, ourselves, and give you understanding, you and uh, these things and more, we pray in the name of our Mashiach and Sovereign, Yahusha. Halal Yahuwah, Tudah Yahuwah, Yabadakak Yahuwah, Aman, Aman. Hallelujah, family. So, we did the recap. We prayed. Now it is time to read the chapter for today, which is Numbers chapter 17. Let's get into it. Verse 1. Yahuwah spoke to Moses saying, Speak to the people of Yasharal and get from them staffs, each one for each father's house from all their chiefs according to their father's houses 12 staffs write each man's name on his staff and write aharon's name on the staff of lul for there will be one staff for the head of each father's house then you will deposit them in the tent of meeting before the testimony where i meet with you and the staff of the man whom I choose will sprout. This will make to cease from me the grumblings of the people of Yasharal, which they grumble against you. Moses spoke to the people of Yasharal, and all their chiefs gave them staffs, one for each chief according to their father's houses, twelve staffs. And the staff of Aharon was among their staffs. Verse 7. And Moses deposited the staffs before Yahuwah in the tent of the testimony. On the next day, Moses went into the tent of the testimony, and behold, the staff of Aharon for the house of Louis had sprouted and put forth buds and produced blossoms, and it bore ripe almonds. Then Moses brought out all the staffs from before Yahuwah to all the people of Yashra, and they looked. And each man took his staff. And Yahuwah said to Moses, Put back the staff of Aharon before the testimony, to be kept as a sign for the rebels, that you may make an end of their grumblings against me, lest they die. Verse 11. Thus did Moses, as Yahuwah commanded him, so he did. And the people of Yasharal said to Moses, Behold, we perish, we are undone. We are all undone. Everyone who comes near, who comes near to the tabernacle of Yahuwah will die. Are we all to perish? Mm. Mm. So yeah, very brief chapter. And um, yeah, it's good, sometimes chapters 
a longer length, some chapters are shorter length, but the point of reading the chapter is to get the the daily dose of wisdom and knowledge and just the message. What is the message of the day? And uh, you know, this this chapter is is short and it seems to be brief, but it, remember, it's a continuation of some things that took place in the previous chapter with the rebellion in the wilderness, the rebellion of Korah and the other tribes who challenged Moses and said, who has made you leader over us, right? So this was Yahuwah's way of, again, putting the end to the grumbling, but also making um, making setting an example on Yasharal because it's important to note this stick or staff it was placed in the ark it was to be placed in the ark and kept as a witness for all the generations but so it's Yahuwah's definitive way of choosing Louis the tribe of Louis the tribe of uh, Moses and Aharon who are the ancestral heads of that family and the leaders that he chosen so um, it's very interesting because you know a lot of people died about that incident. So you will um, again just close the matter 100%. So what shall we say then? What, what, what can we? What do we learn? You know, what's the real message um, besides just understanding literally what took place? I think the message is again just like last chapter was about the grumbling. I'm gonna read verse five from this chapter. And the staff of the man whom I choose will sprout. Thus I will make to cease from me the grumblings of the people of Yasharal, which they grumble against you. And again, like we just talked about in the recap, we're reading about 40 years in the wilderness at this point. So, you know, we read about spying out the land a couple chapters ago. And because they brought back a bad report and people believe the bad report, you know, they ended up the punishment for 40 days spying out the land. It's 40 years in the wilderness. So we understand why we're in the wilderness. But the point is just that we understand that. He told us that this generation that didn't believe in him, that didn't trust in him, would die off in the wilderness. Okay? So now we have these incidents that are happening where groups of, and, and just bunches of people are dying off in the wilderness. They're getting killed for different reasons. So we could just feel like, yeah, that was supposed to happen because he said it was going to happen. But look at the examples. What are the people doing that's causing them to be punished by Yahuwah? And it's a lack of faith, lack of trust, lack of belief. You know, grumbling, mumbling, the, you know, not trusting the process. And obviously not trusting Yahuwah. And that is displayed by, you know, criticizing of his servants. The, how you say, depth like, um, the second guessing, you know, whatever. The leader says, like, is that really the way, you know, should we really do this? Why don't we just go back to Egypt? You know, all of these things. It seemed to them like they're just talking about, they're talking to Moses. But Yahuwah, when we read it, he's saying they're grumbling against me. And that's exactly what Moses is saying, too. He's saying, he, they start complaining to him. He fall on his face and just pray to Yahuwah. And like he said, what am, what am I? What is Aharon that you grumble against him? And, you know, so obviously the bottom line of it is when we grumbling about Again, the circumstances um, in the wilderness or wherever we may be, it's important to understand that it's looked at as we first of all we got to understand that 
we grumbling against Yahuwah and is looked at by him as a lack of faith, trust, uh, attesting, attempting. You know, it's, it's written, don't test Yahuwah. But I, don't, I think a lot of people don't really understand what that means. So, you know, things like that are important to understand and, and just filter out and put it in our filtering process. This may apply to some people, it may not. But the point is to understand again what we're reading about and why it's written for us and our understanding and what we should be understanding from it. I mean, the period that we spent in the wilderness was an infamous time, but more than understanding that, we need to understand what happened in the wilderness and what, how can we um, uh, avoid it, you know, happening again. How can we learn from that mistakes? So, yeah, family, that was chapter 17. Um, this one about the bud sprouting is um, very interesting as well because the Hebrew, the Hebrew that's used in here to talk about how he chose Aharon's um, staff is very interesting. And we look at verse 8. On the next day, Moses went into the tent of testimony. And behold, the staff of Aharon for the house of Louis had sprouted and put forth buds and produced blossoms. And it bore ripe almonds. So that's a very important verse. So like you said, it seems like it's a short chapter, but it's saying something very important. And it's important to take note of this. First of all, again, the staff represented Louis. Louis is the tribe of the priests, the priesthood, the people who are Yahuwah's inheritance. That's his firstborn. He took them over the other firstborns of the 12 tribes instead of each tribe bringing their firstborn whenever they have a firstborn. He just said, I'm going to just take this whole one tribe. Everybody else don't have to bring their other firstborn to the temple and redeem them, etc., etc. Um, so Louis is his firstborn for all intents and purposes, right? Aharon is the high priest. He is the ancestral head, the prince of that family, the eldest in that family. Again, it's funny, he chose Moses to be his speaker, but Aharon was the older brother and the one who was the actual family head, okay? So the staff represented Aharon for the house of Louis, which he had already chosen. And he clarified this again in the wilderness. But then when it says sprouted, brought forth buds, and produced blossom, that word is seat seat. I'm not going to go into it right now in the Hebrew, but it's the root of that word is seat, just like the word seat seat, where we wear on our tassels. It's a sprout, it's a blossom, it's a, it's like a cord. The seat seat is a cord that we wear on our garments. But how it's saying it sprouted, blossom, and put for a bud, it's all the same word. It's saying like a seat 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 seat. So it's, um, it's giving a picture about how the staff was dead, but it's, for a, better, a lack of a better word, it's resurrected and it's producing life. So it's showing that, uh, again, it's a great symbol and uh, almost a miracle by you to, to make a, a dead staff blossom, right? But he's showing it's a message in that and it bore ripe almonds. So almonds, it's another, it's like an esoteric meaning for in the Hebrew culture, if you understand it, because the, the Hebrew word for almonds, it's, it's a literal almond, which we eat, and which is 
that has you know, value in the culture, but also the word Hebrew word for almond is also has a another meaning. Almond is an, another word for like a a watcher. The, the word that means almond also like um, it also means a watcher or like a watchman, a person that is like over the the people of Yashara, like a watchman on the wall, person on the night post, etc., etc. So um, interesting. It's very it's some interesting word. Again, this is. A point of reference for the beginning of you guys' study, but all the Hebrew words in that in the verse eight, it blood, blood, it blossom, blossom, brought for bud, and it brought almonds. It's a message in there as well, being about not only he choosing the tribe of Louis, but the things that it represents. The tribe represents those people represent him, and uh, how it relates to Yasharal. And it's not to be questioned, right? At this point, it's clear you have made his choice, and anything else is dissension right so it's important to understand the master the master's will hear the master's voice and make sure that we obedient family so all these things are reflections from the wilderness again obedience not you know being grateful not complaining grumbling etc etc so um man i think we'll leave it there uh, thank you guys for reading with us thank you for joining with us thank you for walking with us um until the next episode, family, until the next chapter, we will see you guys in the next chapter. Shalom, shalom, shalom. Have a blessed day.